Hey, how's it going you guys? Welcome back to the Peach Crew. I am your host Peach Monkey and I am excited to give you another fantastico episode that will show you guys more on how video games have an influence on who you are and change that title of games being a waste of time because you know we gotta we gotta erase those people that are brainwashed on thinking that games don't help nobody because they really do they really freaking do i hope you are having an amazing day or amazing morning today and that you guys are always looking on the bright side of things no matter what but you know what if not let's go ahead and put a comforting a comforting comforting i can't speak english sometime comforting smile on your face and give you a reason to say hello to the sunshine or glowing moon that is not hopefully gonna come down on us like the moon of majora's mask you know the one from the legend of zelda yeah i would not want to be in between that moon's gritty teeth just if you have the chance go ahead and search it up type in majora's mask moon Ugh, pretty oogly this week i have a nice topic that many people i believe to this day have a very strong understanding of or try to understand how it works. I know I struggle at it with times, but at the end of the day, I am always forgiven for it. Thank you, my friends that always believe in texting me back because I forget to text them or I wait days or sometimes months. But just to let you guys know, that key word is the titolo, friendship. Or as they say in Mortal Kombat, friendship, friendship again. Before getting into the main topic of how friendship can be taught through video games, I do want to jump into the peachy question for the day. Go ahead, Peach Monkey, take it away! You've got mail! <laughs> Thank you, Peachy. So let's go right ahead and look into this email that we just received. The question is, is it true that video games come in between our goals and ambitions? My favorite answer to this is no. No, 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 no. The reason why I say no is because video games, all in honesty, can create an ambitious goal and actually drive you. You can be influenced by the events that may happen in a game or the challenges you are facing. For example, if I am playing Pokemon, let's go with the first version of Pokemon, you know, red and blue versions, the ultimate first level trainers, you know, us 90 slash 80 kids got into if you haven't played it hop on that boat but in pokemon you tend to go on an adventure where you train your pokemon which are like pets you level them up and defeat eight gyms that will tell you that you are ready for what they call the elite four which are the top four people in the whole game as you're going through your adventure you are creating the next goal for yourself and that is to become better over time and beat other challenges or challengers that are stronger than you. There are times you'll be defeated, but you can go back to a Pokemon Center and revive your Pokemon. As a protagonist, you are always creating a short-term and long-term goal, and that is to level up your Pokemon and then make your Pokemon strong enough to be ready for each gym and then for the final boss. And not only that, you are also going against a rival that you meet at the beginning of the game where you got that one friend who's always in competition with you. You know, you guys are neck and neck. Hey, my Pokemon's better than you. Or, you know, my shoes are better than you. You got that, that partner that's always trying to one-up you, but you are as well trying to one-up them. Just like in our reality, though, we are told to create a short-term and long-term goal. This helps plans for things we need to get done in the moment or even keep ourselves in check on falling in love with the process instead of the end result. Pokemon can teach a person to be ambitious and to keep trying to 
better yourself and make improvements on every aspect of your life. Whether it's learning how to make more s'mores without burning them, figuring out how to fix your relationship with someone, or even studying for an exam that seems impossible, aka impossible. It's taking those game experiences and connecting them to how you can use those lessons that you've learned in the game, or let's call it in your virtual world, and apply it to your realism. That's why I believe goals and ambition from video games help us drive our goals and ambitions in our reality. If we have never experienced on what it is to make a short-term goal or be motivated to do something, then how are you going to know how to be ambitious towards something? In all in honesty, if Pokemon can teach this, just imagine how many other games can actually teach you how to be ambitious. It's pretty freaking cool if you really go back and ask yourself that question like, what did this game made me dedicated to? You know, we all get that adrenaline rush. So do video games come in between our goals and our ambitions? Hell no! I believe 100% it helps us. And that's what is going to drive us to becoming the better versions of ourselves every day. What do you think, Peachy? Do you agree? <laughs> I'm glad you do, because so do I. But now, let's go ahead and jump right into why friendship can be taught through video games. It all starts out with the plumber once again. Yes, yes, we all know him as Super Mario. But this time, Super Mario isn't just super, but he is flat as a sheet of paper, but stronger than cardstock itself. This game is called Paper Mario. It is a one-of-a-kind series that Nintendo took a chance with and has treated it as an experiment throughout the years of being born. They put different vaccines into it to see if they can find out which gameplay would be the best cure. It's all about experimentation. So now let's go ahead and jump right into why our Paper Hearts is affected by Paper Mario. As kids, we're brought into this world not knowing what is really going on the outside of our own reality. For example, we're given a home, some clothes, a parent or a parent type figure, and every now and then a new toy or item that sparks our huge crystal baby eyes that glow brighter than a glazed donut on a Sunday morning. Huh. But I can tell you that my huge baby eyes at that time fell in love with a game called Paper Mario. Now, to my surprise, I did not think for one second that it would have developed paper tears that to this day can never be removed from my eyes or even from my paper heart. Like, who would have known that they could have fallen in love with paper? So, I'm sorry Mario, you're gonna have to tell Origami Peach that she is mine por la resto de mi vida. <laughs> Before I go in and dig deeper into my personal experience or experiences on why I see Paper Mario as a game that can help create and influence on people's lives and experiences on friendship, I have to mention though how amazing it is when you start to think of yourself as the character you are playing in a game. When you jump into a game, you are living the life experiences that that protagonist goes through in the game or goes through at that time. So everything your main character is learning is just like how we as people would go through a new experience for the first time. Do you remember the first time you ate a soup or had Thanksgiving dinner? Or even scratched your leg or a butt cheek for the first time? You never knew what to expect from it, but when you went through the experience, that created a memory for you. You yourself are having a gaming experience through your own reality. You don't know what to expect, but to experience it and then create a judgment from it. So when you really think about it, that experience or experiences is just like meeting someone new for the first time. When you first meet someone, 
you don't know what to think of them or what to judge. You don't even know if they're nice, mean, scary, a monster that has 10 toes, or the monster that's all anon sitting under your bed. Before even communicating with them, the only options you have at that moment is to base their personality off their looks and how you may observe someone's action. But even then though, you are not given the full story of how they may act with you or how they are in general. It takes time and sharing portions of your existence to be able to then start to create a judgment of who you are talking with or who you are considering to be your friend. And my friends, Paper Mario does just this from the moment you jump into the Paper Mario Mushroom Kingdom. So this is why I bring up Paper Mario to you. From the moment that you jump into the game, you are thrown into Mario's life and shoes. Mario and Luigi receive a letter in the mail and are invited to the Princess Peach's castle for a party. Already your thoughts is just spending time with the princess and having a casual conversation, finally, since all Mario ever does is jump on enemies, fall in lava, fight a huge turtle who wants to invade on his friendship slash potential waifu. This is the one chance he can just eat some Gouda cheese and some shrooms with the princess. But we can't be too optimistic about that because when it comes to Mario's life, some shenanigan always goes on. So once you reach the princess after passing her toad guards, within moments, you are interrupted with a catastrophic noise and out of nowhere, within a blink of an eye, the castle is slowly raised from the ground and lifted into the sky. Come to find out though, Bowser had created his ship under Princess Peach's castle to begin his terrors on the Mushroom Kingdom once again. And within seconds, Bowser comes crashing through Princess Peach's window. You start to then have your first engagement with Bowser. Bowser, Peach, and Mario first get into a discussion before anything. They're throwing some jokes at each other where Mario and Bowser make reference to one another of how Bowser is always defeated by Mario. But then after those couple silly jokes, they jump right into battle. You are battling as Mario in an RPG format, which is taking turns to attack each other. But as well, you are causing damage to Bowser. Bowser goes ahead and pulls out what he calls his secret weapon, which is a star rod that he stole from the seven star spirits that was guarded in star heaven. Now, the cruddy thing though, that this Koopa does to backstab Mario, Bowser goes and powers himself up to the point he is unstoppable. Not even if you were able to drop an elephant on Bowser, he would feel no pain. Them spikes would put 10,000 holes in the baby elephant or the elephant that you drop on top of him. So after Mario is hurting to the point he only has 2% of health left, Bowser decides to end the battle by burning him to a cookie crisp. He's like, I'm done. I'm just going to throw my fire dragon breath on you. Here, this is the jalapeno that I ate instead of coming out my butt, it's coming out of my mouth. Once Mario loses and is on the verge of death, Bowser then decides to strike him with lightning to zap him out of the castle and Mario begins to fall from the sky. Talk about brutal with no love, I'm telling you. Bowser is just like, I'm tired of you. You always kicking my Koopa butt this time. You gonna feel my pain. See, and this is what I call years of a love-hate relationship. <laughs> Once the game begins, Mario is laying nearly dead in a forest and the seven star spirits that Bowser capture gives him some of their energy, telepathically. 
and revive Mario. Mario is then discovered by Goombaria, a sister of a good Goomba, and calls her family to come get Mario so they can go take him to the bed that they have in their town. From this moment on, your adventure starts to begin. You are slowly being brought into the gameplay, and as you engage with everyone, you begin to find out how to get back to the princess's castle. But of course, you have to run some missions with the village Goombas that are there. There is one point where you are to break a huge block that is blocking your path to get back to Princess's Peach Castle. So you are informed by the father Goomba to talk to Grandpa Goomba, who is also known as Goompa, because he has a hammer that can break the block that is blocking your way from getting back to Princess's Peach's castle. When you walk into his home and you go to his porch, come to discover that he is not on the porch anymore because he ended up breaking the porch while trying to use his hammer to fix it. Now that's what you call construction at its finest. So as you fall, once again, you are then united with Goompa. Here you are given Goompa's hammer after you find it in some bushes and then this is the start of never being left alone again. Your partner is by your side at all times from this point and on. You are stuck with someone helping you out. As I mentioned, friendship is what stood out to me the most in Paper Mario because your partner is the one to guide you from the beginning of your gameplay to then discovering solutions on helping others and finding out how to save the princess. So for example, Goompa's goal, even if it's not too long, it, it is to teach you how to fight in the game. He slowly introduces what you call the combat system. If you have never ever played an RPG game before, this game makes sure to take its time to tell you how to play the RPG. And as well, you go through the story on learning how to fight which enemies that are going to confront you and what are the button combinations or what you have to do to attack the enemy that you're fighting so that you know which attack style would be the best. Now. When you make it back to the town, his nephew, Gumbario, huh, it's like a little miniature Mario, talks about wanting to go on adventures and help you get back to Princess Peach. The next thing you know, after a couple of conversations back and forth and the grandpa saying that he's too old and he got back problems and he can't hop on any more adventures, Gumbario decides to put his two cents in and it's like, hey man, I want to join your party. And then next thing you know, Gumbario ends up joining Mario throughout the rest of the game. And see, this is what stood out to me when I first played this as a child. Friendship, all in honesty, can happen when you least expect it. One second, a stranger you see across the room can be the person right there by your side for the next 20 years or even on your deathbed. Sorry to say that, but it is true. That's the beautiful thing about friendship because you can finally find people or you can find people that can show you a part of yourself that you never knew of. They help you discover new things about yourself. In Paper Mario, Mario took chances in helping as many people as he could on his adventure. And in return, he ended up developing friendships that lasted an entire gameplay. That by the end of the game, as you are in Mario's shoes and saying your final goodbyes, you feel like you're saying bye to people that played a big role in your life, or shall I say, in Mario's lifetime. Friendship is very unique, and games can teach you how important connections are in the world, and also the little things that people do to show you that they will or want to be a part of your life. I learned from Mario that friendship should never be taken for granted. 
it's always a unique bond that doesn't come around the corner when you want it to, but it happens sporadically, you know, when you least expect it. And that's the beauty of a friendship because you never know when that friendship is going to start. It just happens. And when I was playing this game, it reminded me when I was a kid. And as I mentioned before, I was shy. And to this day, I still am a bit shy, but I am more of an outrovert than an introvert. And trust me, it took a long time. And I currently feel like I am becoming more introverted over time, but I have always enjoyed meeting new people and learning new perspectives from their experiences. Taking the time to learn about someone always made me feel like I was in a video game. To this day, I would pretend to be Mario in their world. So I would imagine I was them going through their experiences, trying to understand what they went through or what was a memorable memory to them. Thus, I would then realize I am experiencing their memories while creating new ones at that moment in time. It's a unique feeling when you know you are creating a genuine bond. Now, not all friendships last, but what does last are the memories behind them. The ones that were positive and the ones that you can look back on and smile and be glad that you share and created a memory with someone else is what matters the most. Whether they remember it or not, it's a memory of your own. It's a memory that you hold and that you possess. So one example that I have of a very good friendship that I will always cherish was the first time I met my friend Harold in fifth grade. Now, in fifth grade, I was moving from Beeberg Elementary School to our Heights Elementary School. And the only person that I knew that was going there with me was my childhood best friend, Susie. We were excited to be in the same school, but we barely talked when we were in school. We mainly talked and hung out once we got to our babysitter's house. But at that time, I did not know anyone else that was coming. So walking into a new school and a new classroom was a very scary and frightening experience for me. I mostly stayed to myself, but there was this one kid who stood out to me. I noticed he was by himself and did not have much friends. People would make fun of him because he did not know much English at that time. And he mainly spoke Spanish. And that's what kind of reminded me of me. That might sound strange to say, but I as well was in the shadows because no one else took the time to try and talk with me. Plus, I ended up learning Spanish before English, so I've struggled with learning English over time when I was in elementary school. I immediately did not approach him because I did not think we would get along, but I was always curious about him. When I got Paper Mario from my mom, this was during a time period when I was being bullied in Beeberg Elementary School, so games was my form of escapism. But when I started to go deeper into Paper Mario, and by this time I was already in R Heights Elementary School, I started to pick up lessons that gave me ideas to try when it came to communicating. Paper Mario showed me, or was showing me, that it is not so scary to try and talk with someone new or even try a conversation. At a young age, we're all innocent. Well, majority of us are innocent. So <laughs> taking that step was hard, but I ended up trying. During one of our recess breaks, I took the chance to walk up to Harold and introduce myself. So to my surprise though, he was excited as well to get to know me and talk to me. From there, we would help each other learn new things. I would share my gaming knowledge with him. He would teach me Spanish and I would take the time to teach him English from what I knew. Next thing you know, 
I was always looking forward to going to school because I finally had someone that I could share my stories with. I'll never forget when we had to go in front of our classroom one day and tell the class on what we were thankful for in our lives. When Harold went up, he had the courage to talk in front of the class with the English he could speak at that time and thank his mom, thank his family, and lastly, to my surprise, he thanked me. To many people, that may not mean much, but for the first time I met someone who appreciated to be my friend while I was appreciating that I was their friend. That's how I knew we both were experiencing and creating memories that would last a lifetime. Paper Mario takes the concept of friendship and shows you that in life, sometimes not everything can be done alone. I believe in the saying, teamwork makes the dream work. I forgot where I learned it from, but it has always been glued in my mind. And when you think about it, Mario has always had support from others, but that's because he as well has supported them. Just like one time, me and Harold, we were on a school field trip. I don't remember where we were going, but I do remember that the bus ended up stopping in front of a McDonald's so that everyone could purchase breakfast, which is very strange. Times were different back then because to this day, I have never heard of a school bus making a pit stop to Mickey D's to buy breakfast for the students on board. But once the bus stopped, Harold pulled out the money he had and he did not have enough money to buy breakfast. Also, I pulled out the money I had and neither did I. So instead, we combined what we had and bought a deluxe breakfast and shared it on the bus. I did not see no one else do what we did, but this is how I knew we had a great friendship. And this is why I always bring it back to Paper Mario because these are things that I learned from Paper Mario. I learned sharing, I learned how to talk, and I learned how to just basically learn that not everything is done alone. In Paper Mario, you're gonna meet a variety of people and these people are gonna end up helping you accomplish your task. But at the same time, you're gonna help them without thinking of it. It becomes a feeling of doing than thinking. Sharing an experience with another being is like sharing a part of yourself. You as an individual are taking that time to take someone else's story and combine it with yours. Paper Mario does this with a total of eight people. Paracarry, a friendly male delivering paratroopa. Koopa, who saves his village from fuzzies and learns confidence from Mario. Bombita, or Bombetta, I'm bad at pronouncing names, who was kidnapped and shown to believe in herself and her abilities. Lady Bo, built courage to stop the villain Tubba Bubba from eating other boos, which are her race of ghosts. Watt, who gains freedom from a villain keeping her trapped in a lantern and forcing her to illuminate his way. Sushi, who has helped finding her five missing Yoshi kids. Leekester, aka Spike, Mr. Cool Guy, who is ordered to defeat slash kill basically Mario, but then learns who the real enemy is and fights by his side to protect his girlfriend. And lastly, Twinkle, who becomes or actually who comes and gives and provides information between Princess Peach and Mario. There's technically nine if you include Princesses Peach playable parts, but those are eight different stories, eight different experiences, eight different abilities, and eight different endings for each character. You take the time to get to know each and every single one of them. To me, that is mind-blowing because it's just like how we as people act in our everyday lives. 
Some of us find it hard to communicate with others. It could be social anxiety, us used to being alone, or even experiencing only our chapters as our main character, but there's always that one moment you meet someone new and it is up to you to take that moment and time to branch yourself and be a part of someone else's life. You can end up learning more about yourself and what you are capable of when you have others to believe in you, especially when those people who work on building a friendship or work on building a friendship with you, those are the number one people that actually believe in you. And that's where you are to take that time to believe in them as well. Paper Mario can teach you so much, so, so much more. And this is just the icing of the cake. So, you know, you know, just the tip, just like taking a bit of the whipped cream of what this game can teach you. But having to learn friendship from a video game tells you what you can value in life the most. I can say I am grateful for being able to have this experience and be able to compare and connect it to my personal experiences because if it was not for Paper Mario, I could never have had met my childhood best friend Harold at that time. So if you ever second guess about making a friendship or trying to evaluate the people who are a part of your life, think about how much of an impact they had or have on you and the adventures you can create with them. At times, it may not be easy, but if the person has a good heart, wants to grow with you, or wants the best for you, then you should be doing the same. Because that's that's called love, Changuitos. And love comes in all special way and forms. Especially from video games, man. You can develop these characters as real characters in your heart. That's what I'm telling you, man. They fit in my paper heart. I hope they fit in your paper heart one day. It's all worth the while. So really take a look into that and think about it when it comes to friendship. It's not something that's too hard to understand. It may be scary, but it is worth the while to always give someone a chance, open yourself up, learn something about them while you're learning something new about yourself. That's the beauty of friendship. And I guess that's why, for example, with me, I'm always excited to learn something new about somebody because you don't know what a person has been through, what they have seen, what made them who they are. We may not always get along with everybody, but everyone does have their own story. Everyone has their own chapter book. From the moment that you're born, your book is being written by you. And also it's being written by people that are around you or that influence you or what you're surrounded by. But at any moment in time, you have that pen and, or well, not pen, but you have that pencil with an eraser to go ahead and re-edit certain parts of your life once you start to get control of it once you're older. It doesn't hurt to add a couple of people. And the people that you do add, really think about it. A friendship is like a relationship. It takes time to work on. And it's not just about helping someone in that moment in time. It's really about being a part of their life and making sure that they, they are a part of yours. We all pick and choose who we want to be a part of us or who we want around. And that's why they say choose your friend wisely. But it, it goes more to the thought of think of how that person really acts with you. How that person treats you. How that person shows a gratitude for you. You know, not everyone has bad intentions. There are good people in this world. And I believe everyone is good. That's my personal opinion. I just think that they have gone through certain experiences that can end up corrupting them. Which is sad. But that's why sometimes a friend could be the one to help you out. To change you. And you can even change them. It's a two-way street. It goes left. It goes right. But it goes side to side. It goes both ways, you guys. But it looks like I'm going to come to an end here. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and hear me out on how Paper Mario has an impact on friendship and understanding why I have a paper heart for this game. Ugh, every time it would give me the little tears in my eyes. I love it. As well, don't forget to write in. Please email us at pmgbananas at gmail or, or tweet at us. You name it, wherever you want to contact the Beach Monkey. All in honesty, we are everywhere. Share your stories or ask away any questions. Tell me how games impacted you. I would love to read them on the Peach Group because remember, this is our goal to show more people on how video games have an influence on who we are and change that title of games being a waste of time. So I'll see you next week, Changuitos. So in and out with Chango here. Oh, 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 oh,